gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate, and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up. Follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Hey, welcome to Dog Talk Live here on Facebook, as well as on our hit podcast, the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. We're going to wait for a little bit here as we wait for our stuff to upload. I think we're back on now. So again, we're back on our live event on our Facebook page. We also record these for our hit podcast, the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, which can be found on iTunes. It can be found on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor pretty much anywhere the podcasts are, our podcast is. So if you like dog content, hit us up, watch our podcast on the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. We are here to talk dogs and the way we do it is we ask for you to send us questions on dog related topics and we will try to do our darndest to give you our answers. Just put up a link for our podcast on iTunes. That is the largest audience that we have. Uh, it is up. I'm going to also, let's see here, see if I can find one for dun, 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 Spotify, which is our second biggest audience. You can check it out. It's all dogs all the time, and it is something that we enjoy doing. Let's us connect with our fans from our TV show. Uh, let's us create some content that, to me, is fun because it takes only a couple of minutes to do, and it gives people something to do when they are driving to work, working outside, working on chores, etc. So we are now at our two-month point with our dogs, our training dogs here at Soggy Acres. I take two groups of dogs. It's my second group. We are going to be finishing them up in about three weeks, and I will tell you that this group of dogs pretty much had me to the point where I was really starting to question how I trained this group, how I worked with this group, 
and my prowess as a trainer. It's something, honestly, that most trainers go through. You get to a certain point where you're like, they just don't get it. Something's wrong. And then, as all groups do, we got to the two-month mark. They popped in. They're where they need to be. We're working on concepts now and field work. We're going to have them ready on time. And it is just, it's, it's funny because when you work with dogs, when you only work with one dog, you always think that something's wrong, that you're doing something wrong with that dog. When you have a group of dogs, you actually see it in a group of dogs. And it shows you that you just need to trust the process. Last week, or actually earlier this week, I did a, a podcast on trust your training, uh, your training program. With that being, follow the process, push through, work with the dogs, and it will work out. So that was, it was something, I don't want to say a learning experience because I've been doing this for quite a while, but it's just a reinforcement of everything that I've done with dogs. It just shows you got to trust your training process. Most training programs are about 90% the same. So trust that training process and then move on from there. Dog Talk Lives work great if we get questions. So if you guys have questions or comments, please put them up. I will answer them. If you're watching this after the fact, please put up your questions and answers after the fact, and I'll come back and check it. Uh, This weekend, we are going up to work on our hunting property. We're going to be color matching some different cover that we're going to be affixing to our duck lines, and we are going to color match the stuff that is on top that the ducks will see in early and late season. And then we're going to color match the stuff that is behind cover that will be up in front of the blinds for early season. We're going to color match that for the later part of the season when that when that cover dies and, and, and shrinks in size so that more of the blind is visible. So it's, it's, it's kind of a chess match. Went to a fix-it store, got myself a flat primer that's a greenish gray, and then I also found something that was a decoy-type paint for, I believe, boats that is a flat tan. And we're going to do a combo of tan and green on the top of the blinds and then all tan on the front and the sides of the blinds because, again, I've got enough cover growing up in front of them that I don't feel it's going to be an issue for early season, but I want to have something so that we are covered for later in the year. We're going to use something called Speed Read. It's a uh, sponsor product we have from years ago. It is, in essence, like a fake cattail. On top of the blinds that I have to fix, I actually have that stuff on there. It is sun faded to white, so the top of our blinds is like a light yellow to a white. Need to get it fixed because if you're a duck, you're looking down and going, yeah, that doesn't look right, looking down at our blinds. So we're going to get that set. And then we're, again, going to paint the stuff and affix it to the side in front of probably, I would say, we have enough for about two blinds. And then we will go from there. But that's our project for this weekend. As far as our dogs, uh, we this week worked on working out of a dog blind. I actually set a dog blind up by the pond. I throw bumpers for them. I'm never worried about the actual marking and retrieves. This is more of a function of working with them out of that blind so they know to watch, they know to stay in it. They know to return to heel to, to give me the, the bumper, and then when you tell them kennel to go back in the blind. Again, when you're teaching concepts, look at that concept only. Don't get yourself to the point where you're trying to teach five concepts at once. Teach one concept, finish that concept. You can always employ that concept in a bigger scheme or a bigger picture, that I is, which is what I do later, and then go from there. To give you an idea, I also worked on Upland this week. So talking about concepts. We were working on quartering, working on finding birds and heavier cover. 
We were also working on concepts we learned in the past, if you think of it conceptually. We were working on whistle, recall, whistle, sit. We're working on uh, obedience, and we're working on force fetch. So all of these things that we've done in the last two months, we're putting together and using during that one concept that we were teaching, but we've got multiple things going. But again, they already knew that concept, so it's giving them multiple concepts to work on but then teaching them one concept that day. So always try to think of it that way with your dogs. Teach them a step. If you accomplish that step, my motto is that you're good for the day. Let them have a good day. If you push a dog and you teach a step that you wanted to teach that day, and then you try to teach two or three or four more, and you get into a pissing match with your dog, what will end up happening is you don't just lose those steps that you got into the argument with the dog on you lose all the steps on your earlier in the day. So if you're teaching one step, having it end in a positive way, you get a great training reaction and attitude from your dog so that you're going to be pushing through and you're going to make more progress doing less and teaching it right and having it end in a good con uh, in a good way as opposed to trying to teach a bunch of things in one day. Again, we are only as good as the questions we get, so please let me know what questions you have today. It would be great if we could uh, get a few questions up here. Let us know where you're from. Let us know what you are up to and what kind of dog you have. We'd love to hear about the dog that you hunt with and what your season's looking like. In Wisconsin, we are looking at having our teal season start first, teal and early goose. September 1st is our start. This year, I had it all planned out. Brought dogs in early, which of course, I was repaid with starting the dogs early with below zero weather that week. Uh, I looked at it as we're going to get the dogs out the door about 10 days before hunting season. In other words, 10 days before September 1st. It was going to work out great. Clients are going to get their dogs. They're going to get to work with them. Me, I'm going to go up. I'm going to get stuff ready so there's no last minute. I'm going to take my lovely wife out, do a little duck scouting, sit on a boat, let her watch some birds fly around. And it was all going to play out perfectly. Last week, I got mail from the county that I live in, and I have jury duty now for the week. Go figure. Uh, being a uh, prior law enforcement, there is probably absolutely 0% chance that I'm going to sit on a jury, but I have to be here. So hopefully I either get picked early and then get told to go home because they're not going to want a uh, prior uh, police sergeant on their jury, or I believe it goes till about Wednesday-ish, and then usually you're given the all clear that you're released because they don't have any other trials. So we will see, but yeah, my, my master plan was put together and it was foiled by jury duty on all of all weeks, the week that I was going to go up and scout. With that said, it could have been the week that I was up hunting. So I'm not going to complain too much. It is still in a week where, uh, where it's not hunting season, but yeah, go figure. Again, please let me know what questions you have. Let me know what you guys would like to talk about today. Um, let's see, Andy Rush, what are some common mistakes people make once they get their dogs back from a training program? Andy, that's a great question. The most common mistake people get when they get their dog back from training, or even if it's something where they've trained their own dog, is you're not holding the standards that you had for that dog. In other words, if you've got a dog that is finishing retrieves and coming in, sitting at heel and offering you the bird, 
you're out hunting, you're excited, the dog's coming in and spitting the bird at your feet, and you're going, I'm just going to pick it up because, my gosh, there's so many birds around. Realize, once you have set the standard that the bird being on the ground and you're going to pick it up is okay, that's where the dog will put it every time. Make the dog finish retrieves. It's tough because when you are out hunting, it's a struggle. You have other friends or family around. People are excited. People are telling you, hurry up. Don't worry about that. You need to take this time to look and say, hey, this is my dog. It's a young dog. I'm going to work with my dog the way I want. If you don't like it, find someone else to hunt with. But I'm going to make the dog finish retrieves regardless of what's going on, regardless of the birds that are in the area. Upland, the same thing. Dog spits the bird. Guys are saying, oh my gosh, look, there's birds coming up everywhere. When the dog comes back, just tell everyone, stop walking. Wait for me to get the dog in. Wait for me to get the bird to us and stop pushing. Or if it's, again, with waterfowl, let me finish the retrieve. Everyone settle down. Make the dog finish just like they are in training so that you're holding that standard. Again, if your standard's up here and you're allowing here, this is where the dog is going to go to. I had a dog last year. The dog went through our training program. The gentleman brought the dog back this spring. The dog was completely through all training. I had to reforce fetch the dog. It took me five weeks and at his cost. It was simply because he didn't realize how big of a deal it was when the dog wouldn't pick up the first few birds and blew them off. So we had to go back. We had to get the dog through it. And the dog was a total pain in the butt because she was like, no, I don't have to do it. I'm not doing it. My dad says I don't have to. So again, hold your standards that you're taught in training. Ask questions of the person doing the training. Make sure that you are keeping that same standard when you're in the field as when you're in training. So again, we are here. Great question. We need more questions. Um, going to have a podcast next week. It's going to be called The Tale of Two Dogs. And it's going to be a podcast that talks about my first two dogs, uh, Lily Bell and Dixie Bell, and the difference in training them and the mistakes I made. So it's it's it should be interesting. And I'm not going to ruin it by talking about it now. But it'll be a great podcast. Should be out early next week on the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. Again, we've got the links up for Spotify and for uh, iTunes and Apple, uh, so that you can go and watch the uh, watch the podcast or listen to the podcast. If you can give us a five star rating, please share it with your friends. Uh, there's also anchor support where you can support the podcast, even a dollar a month. Give us uh, a little bit of help. There's always equipment we need to buy. There's always uh, things that we need to do for upgrades to put out a podcast or put out Dog Talk Lives. Not asking for a ton, but if you can give us a little bit, that would be great. I know here with live uh, events, you have stars you can give. If you want to give us some stars, I don't even know how to cash stars in, but hey, we'll figure it out. It's all about looking at it as people are putting out content. The content is free. We are not getting paid for it. We do have a couple of sponsors, but uh, in general, we're putting the stuff out, myself and other people, because we enjoy talking to the audience. We enjoy trying to get more people involved with dogs and dogs in the field. So again, listen next week for a tale of two dogs. This uh, Dog Talk Live will be on the podcast as well, so if you missed out on some of it and you want to listen to it, 
I like podcasts. I use them for when I'm training dogs, mowing the lawn, uh, when I'm driving places. It just gives me something to do other than listening to music. I don't know. I just hit the point where I, I, I don't want to only listen to music. So it's it's fun for me to have something to listen to so that it, uh, it, it just kind of takes up time. If you wonder why I pause, I always pause because in my mind I keep track of different breaks we have for sponsor breaks. As far as our sponsors, you can look behind me. I'm going to see if we can do this here. That is the DCT kennel that we got delivered this last weekend. Great kennel. It's like a credenza. It's furniture. It is made of hardwood. It is a wonderful product. They're great people. If you want to use our uh, code, SoggyDog10, you get 10% off. DCT Kennels, check them out. Uh, we are also sponsored by Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Uh, Boucher is where we buy all of our vehicles. Great people. Check out uh, Boucher. Tell the uh, the manager, Don, I said hi. Um, also, uh, Mech Outdoors, if you want a clay thrower, you want reloading gear, Mac Outdoors is a place to go. So check those people out for us. And uh, please, please, please let them know that we sent you. Uh, again, let's hear some questions. Uh, Andy, if you got other questions, I think your dog's in training right now. Is it not, or did your dog already go through training? But let us know what questions you guys have. It can be about puppies. It can be about dogs. It can be about hunting. Our podcast is always cool. We actually run through where we have different sections. We have a main topic section, which, again, early next week will be a tale of two dogs. Then we'll have a training segment, and we will have a hunting segment where we talk about different topics. Uh, usually shoot for about 20 minutes. And, again, with our Dog Talk Lives, we sit between somewhere, no, oh, I'd say we're between about 15 to 30 minutes here in Dog Talk Lives. So it is, uh, it's a fun thing. She's got one month left. Yeah, Andy, so you're basically at the point where she's she's fun to train. The last month as a trainer, you always enjoy working with the dog because you're teaching them concepts, you're working with them. It is fun watching them as they are performing out in the field and doing what they're bred to do. But, um, yeah, get out, work, talk to your trainer, AG. Make sure that uh, he is giving you tips on handling as well as working with you so that you're successful with your dog as a teammate in the field. When you get your dog out for the first season, even first two seasons, remember it is 110% all about the dog. You are a handler. You guys are a team. You're working with the dog. You want to make sure that the dog is getting the experience and learning and not just being shoved aside as a, as a side item. When we look at buying dogs for, for hunting, guys, you got to stop looking at spending X amount on your boat, an exorbitant amount of decoys, a ton on your gun, and then saying, I only want a $200 dog. You should spend a good number on the dog because that is the vehicle that's going to go out there and bring your ducks back. There is a huge difference in the quality of a dog. Look at the pedigree. Make sure you have a quality pedigree. Make sure you have lots of FCs, AFCs, MHs, AHRCHs, QAAs in that pedigree because that is showing you the lineage and the ability of the dog's past uh, family members. You are going to thank me when you spend an extra $500 on a dog and get something that's got lots of different uh, lots of different ability in the pedigree because that will translate to when you're training the dog and then when you're hunting the dog. 
Again, let us know if you guys have any questions. Let us know what you would like to talk about. We're going to give a last call to questions because I have to go pack my truck and get ready for the weekend. But more than happy to stay on if anyone has any other questions. Again, if you do have other questions, please let us know. You can always email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Put a comment up here. I'll come back and check it later. Facebook's been weird about their algorithms. They've been weird about their live videos. Um, we used to be able to see how many people were on a video. Now we can't see how many people are on a video. So it's hard for me to know how many people are reaching now as opposed to once we make this a permanent video on the page. But let me know if you have questions. Always feel free to email me. If there is a topic you would like to hear on one of our podcasts, email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. More than happy to, uh, to sit down and uh, figure out a way to answer the question on the podcast. Also, if you like our past seasons, if you want to watch our TV show, there are eight seasons, seasons two through nine, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. You would love it. It is great content, very dog-involved, uh, very dog-centric. We are the only show that did upland, waterfall, and shed hunting with dogs with a focus on the dogs and not the men in the field or women in the field. We focused on the dogs. You got to see that hunt through their eyes and really enjoy it. So check it out. Uh, follow, give us a subscribe. Follow our, uh, our, our adventures that we've had. And Again, please check out the podcast. We're going to call it for the day because we don't have any other questions. And I do want to thank everyone that stopped in and listened. Please, again, check out our sponsors, DCT, uh, DCT Kennels, Boucher Automotive, Mech Outdoors. And again, if you ever have a need for training or for a puppy, check out our kennel, Soggy Acres Retrievers, SoggyAcres.com. Thank you so much for stopping by. Everyone have a great day. God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run boy run Everything you need is here under the sun